afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. What an interesting marketing day just to kind of lump it into all of one. I and mean, we saw the corn. Are they the followers of the beans? The beans took out resistance. Some of the cattle numbers highest since 2016. Not all the market in the cattle, though, was looking at a pretty picture. Is there some correction underway within that trade? Well, we're going to find all that and more today as Eric Kruger joins us. He is with Smart Yields. So, Eric, I think we do have to start with what's been happening within this grain complex. I mean, corn, it seems like corn and wheat are just kind of following on the coattails of what's happening in the soybeans. Yeah, we've really seen a pretty incredible sell-off in soybeans over really the last few weeks. And, and you look and a lot of questions. We saw some really good exports over the last few weeks and had a few days here recently where we didn't have any. And this morning had another kind of flash sale. And it's kind of interesting to see us trade all the way down into the uh, into the high 12s, and we're right back up here, you know, 50 cents off of Friday's low. So um, it's been a good start to the week. Um, I think this, a little bit of weather's helping. Um, the macros have kind of reversed. What was negative is now kind of positive. Um, the dollar kind of peaked out and has moved lower this week. Um, you're seeing the S&P, the Dow. You're seeing some of our other markets crude up strong this week. And I think overall it's just provided a little bit more uh, of a positive tone to start, that's for sure. Well, you look at that. Could we see, I mean, we know that there had rains actually even happening today in areas of Minnesota into Wisconsin, um, storms that will continue to move on to the northern plains. Some of those storms that we saw in, in spotty showers in, in South Dakota, Nebraska. Having said that, does that kind of help these beans along today? Yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the forecast really changed and moved some of that um, Sunday forecast where it looked like it was going to catch a little more of the belt. They moved it more northwest, and I think with the extreme heat that we're seeing for, you know, it is August, it should be hot, but wow, it's really they keep extending the heat out into next week and really into the end of next week, and I think with limited moisture chances, it just puts some more premium back into that market. Probably we're a little overdone. We were oversold pretty good in that new market, and uh, we're seeing that get corrected back up here a little bit. When you talk about that correction, is that something we could see maybe a knee-jerk reaction tomorrow to revert back after seeing such nice numbers today in the soybeans? Yeah, that's it's hard to say. You know, uh, I think we continue to see, like I said, some of the bigger picture stuff. Continue to see the dollar correct, lower. Um, outside market support's been good. But uh, anytime you rally a market 50 cents over the course of a couple sessions, usually uh, there is a little bit of, of correction after a few days up. Are we starting to see the demand make that shift back to the U.S. from from others? I think so, and I think we can continue to see that. I think you know when you when you just look at big picture, and this is this is nothing new. When you when you look at stocks to use and where it is really on old crop into new crop here, it's so tight that we you put a little weather per, or a little more heat, a little less moisture into finishing out a crop, and there's still that fear that we could continue to get us to pipeline or lower. Uh, whether that happens or not, we won't know for quite some time, but. We know it is tight, and stocks to use are going to continue to stay tight, and I think that supports the bean market and the corn market in a pretty good range here for a little while. So as we look at the big picture, corn, beans, and wheat, could the way we saw the trade today be fueled really by yesterday's crop conditions report? Uh, some of it, for sure. I, th- I think that fear with that, with a lot of the moisture moving northwest is that we'll see this heat cause uh, another reduction lower in the next week. And, and we're getting to the end. There's a lot of areas. You know, we were talking off air where um, there's a lot of the crop that's getting to full maturity. Um, there's some airfield that can happen. Of course, beans are made in August, and we're not having uh, the most ideal August. Uh, 
serving beans in, in all of those parts of the country that are really great. There's other parts, as we know, that are really struggling. So um, the further we get through that, the harder it is to really continually uh, raise crop ratings. And we saw that last week. I think the trade thought is if, it, if we miss some of these rains, we'll see a further reduction next week. For the corn, I know that it has turned cheaper compared to others. Um, obviously, that's got to be good news like we've seen in the soybeans. And we saw those export numbers coming in this morning for both corn and beans. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice to see two days in a row here to Mexico on some corn sales and really, you know, puts it up in that almost 600,000 metric tons um, to them. And I think that's something we need to see continue. Uh, we haven't seen corn sales for a while. We usually don't see them. We see them start picking up now. You know, there's other places in the world that get a lot through uh, the early part of the summer. But, um, you know, something we watched, too, the, the dollar was up. It's correcting lower. The real really had sold off to a summer low. It's correcting back up. So when you start looking at competing currencies, um, there's a little favor there as well. So uh, things to keep an eye on that could help us continually maybe see exports pick up a little bit. You know, we haven't heard a lot of chatter as to what that safrina corn crop has actually looked like. Have you heard any numbers? Um, I'm not hearing any numbers. You know, we, we know that thought is, of course, that, you know, there's going to be a, at least a, a tight crop down there. And then you're starting to hear more talk about, you know, wheat and, and South America and Argentina for the year starting dry, of course. Um, there's talk down the road about whether La Nina is going to set up again for down there. And that's, I, I, I like to believe that's too far out to look at. But I think what we do know is, uh, it's not ideal right now, and I think that's going to continue to help support um, all three markets in general. Well, having said that, I, I know that this weather forecast is going to continue to have a hold like it's had this entire uh, growing season. And you made the comment about August is usually when we make the beans. Does that make you nervous, knowing the kind of weather pattern we've been having throughout the bean growing area? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't make us nervous. I think what we've seen is extreme opportunity. Um, we've had a lot of opportunities. Um, at some, some pricing levels, of course, you know, everybody knows we're, we're at pricing levels that we haven't seen for a, for a lot of years and the profitability is there. Um, it, it makes us really look forward and try and go, okay, if we don't have what we need done for this harvest, which is going to be here before we know it, um, uh, make sure we're getting that taken care of on these moves up that we're seeing to, to make sure that, uh, we don't get into a harvest scenario. Usually, we see harvest pressure when 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 our crop comes in. There's there's abundant supply. There's there's normal pressure. That you know, who knows how big that break is this year? It may be not be as historically as big due to the fact that we are tight on stocks to use on both corn beans and wheat really. Um, but the the difference is, is I think we've had opportunities. Guys need to really take advantage of that. So, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up. Fontenelle Final Bell on the road. Welcome back to the Fondale Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation with Eric Kruger. He's with Smart Yield. And during the commercial break, you and I were talking, um, we were talking about Husker Harvest Days and all these different events that are coming up. And that led to the discussion about where this crop is. And I know that I've seen Eric on social media, guys talking about black layer already, corn starting to tip. And then you brought up, you know, this might be an early harvest this year. Yeah, you know, if we it's been as dry, you know, we know the dry land's going to be further along, and there was a lot of early corn planting compared to the last few years. And, and what we're seeing is, you know, I think a little, uh, hopefully, uh, the numbers didn't show out, I guess, really in this week's uh, USDA report on, on Monday, but I think we're seeing some crop move far, further off along here that, you know, guys are going to be getting into wet corn before we know it. And I think that's something that, that comes with the territory when you get a little drier and a little hotter year. 
Well, having said that, we know that that's going to turn to the focus of, of livestock guys and whether they've gotten that feed on numbers taken care of. Are we going to see a lot of grain guys holding on to, hoping for higher prices come late fall, early winter? Yeah, I, I, I feel like with the opportunities we had throughout the summer, that guys that wanted to get something done, I'm, I'm sure got something done. And, you know, at least in our area, there is a lot of storage and a lot of opportunity for that, a lot of opportunity um, to hold for the end user for after the first of the year. So we're, we're definitely seeing guys uh, playing accordingly. And, you know, something that, that we haven't talked about, but I'd like to bring up a little bit, is the fact that the funds are still long significantly on corn and on soybeans. Um, and it's something that we usually don't see this time of year. So it's something to really keep an eye on where, you know, the funds hanging on to a long this close into a harvest um, really has to mean something. So something to really look at. Let's switch gears and head over to the livestock side, Eric, and cattle, highest numbers we've seen since 2016. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see, uh, you know, really across the across the board, you get out past, you know, you get out past October on the feeder cattle market. We're seeing plus 170 trade um, and, and corrected a little bit here at the end of the day today, but uh, three quarters of the way through the session, we went from green pretty strong to red. And, and sometimes after you get a, a blow off top a couple days up, you, you see a correction like that, especially in cattle. It feels like cattle really can run to an extreme more than they need to, but still held, held some strength on the deferred live cattle markets. And, you know, um, Cold storage came out yesterday, and it was pretty positive. I mean, I, I would say it was positive on beef numbers. Cattle on feed was it was slightly friendly, and I think all that combined together with kind of a blow-off top like we saw uh, on Monday morning really helped push this market the last couple of days. Are we going to see a correction, though, continue to happen within this cattle market? Yeah, I think so. You know, if you, if you look at, just surely look at, like, October live cattle, your front with live cattle now, um, we have a gap on the chart, you know, in the 129 and change area, a couple of $2.50, $2 below this market where it traded today. I think we should go fill that. Um, that's right in line with cash. Um, August coming off here and on the 31st, you know, mid next week will be, be in the front month October. So I think where cash is kind of at and where October, if we get a correction here, is trading could be right. Fine. Are we seeing some pressure building for these hogs? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, if you look at hogs, it's, it's kind of incredible to look at them. I mean, it's historically wide basis when you look at where the futures market is compared to where that cutout's at, where the cash is trading. So uh, I think that in itself hopefully can hold the futures market up here. Um, you know, we've been holding the 80s area, which is good. But I think um, cold storage was slightly, I'd say neutral to maybe a little negative, but um, because of what the other protein, competing proteins are doing, what cattle have done here, I think that wide basis, I think we can see that hog, hog market hang together at least here for a little while, lines of time. What are some other things that you're kind of watching out for when it comes to this livestock trade this week into, hard to believe, towards the last week of August? Yeah, you know, uh, we've had some extreme opportunities. Um, what, whatever type of production, protection guys like to use, whether it's in the options market or insurance products, um, I think that's something to really keep an eye on right now. Um, seeing some extreme runs, we're not saying that this can't keep going, but there is some extreme profitability in it, uh, especially on the calf side. You get over to the to the live cattle side, and um, you know we're we're going to look for a harvest break here. Don't forget about those bushels that you're feeding. Look for some lower price levels, maybe in the grain market to protect some of that feed cost. Because um, with the way things are looking, it's it's not going to be cheap to feed them. So just things to, you know to not forget about as things get busy in the harvest as we move along here and get into fall. Um, we just don't want to see that slip away. 
What about the domestic and export opportunities for our proteins? Yeah, I think that's something where you got to keep an eye on the dollar and keep an eye on your macros. Uh, you know, historically, your protein markets trade more with macros than anything. And as we're positive, you know, in the Dow S and P, um, you look down to the retail side, and I think what we've seen is. Um, a cattle herd that's that's historic that's shrinking over the last few years. We've gotten through a lot of the backlog of cattle. We're probably through that now. So we're going to run into a time over the next couple quarters into the end of end of this year, first part of next year, where supplies are going to be tight. There's there's probably some extreme demand there um, that will continue, and and the cutouts really strong. So I think on the retail side, we're going to have to see whether we price ourselves into an area. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Eric? Uh, they can call us at uh, 308-234-6805 or they can go online to mysmartyield.com. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.